With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. Again. Amazing. Strat 5. Let's go, man! Let's go! Vamos! Vamos! Get in there! Let's go! It's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that drank so much vodka at Sochi that when he goes to the loo to take a dump, he calls it a Vladimir Putin. And he said that straight to the Prime Minister's face. Still wouldn't be as shitty as a Sochi layout. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Woo! That is... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, it's your man, it's your side piece, it's your main squeeze. Cooldy, aka the Cooldopotamus, wearing some of that fresh Cooldopotamus merch, chilling poolside with a few double Midoris on ice, sitting back waiting for something to fucking happen this week. Jesus Christ. Also, look at that mail over there. You got some mail? Yeah, take a look. Take a look at the mail. See what I sent you there? And there is my fair mate. And if you want to buy, just park your dot up in there. Ooh. Ah, ooh. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a tight fit. But we'll make it work as it is the Park It In My Fair Mate show, the number one comedy F1 podcast, according to my mum. And she's never wrong. You're calling her a liar? How dare you bite your tongue. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, previews, reviews, love triangles, leaked calendars, and more. Episode 73, penetrating your ears and nestling nicely against your brain. Ooh. But if you've missed out on the previous episodes, 
the other 72. Head on over to parkingofmyfairmate.com to download all of them, or better yet, look down at that podcast listening device of yours and caress and stroke that subscribe and follow button like it was a long-lost lover. That way you can hear my sexy, smooth sounds two times a week. Who doesn't want to get down and dirty with the Kildopotamus twice a week? Ain't nothing wrong with that, that's for sure. We have some socials as well. We're parking in my family on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow and a like. And get to, get to the gram and slide into the DMs like your Nikita sliding off the track. But instead of a tire wall that you hit there, it's a wall of love and cuddles with the Kildopotamus sitting back, arms wide open, ready to catch you. I don't want you to hurt yourself. With arms wide open. But on the show tonight, we will break down the 2022 way too early Formula One calendar, the interesting points, the issues, and more. And with this championship so close, oh, what is it, three points, two points, three points, we take a look at the top five. Sorry, sorry what was it? Top five. To, hey, sound guy. What, you know when I say that you got to press the button. I don't need to tell you again. One more slip up, you're fired. And this week, we've got the top five. <sighs> Look, I tell you. Oh, oh, shit. Top five. That's it. Jesus Christ. Top five. Top five. Championship battles in F1 history. How's that for you? Crofty's Love Files is back. With a little bit of a retro edition. The start of the weekend more. Oh, oh my. That ain't bad looking. That's a pretty sexy looking episode if you don't mind. So, enough dicking about. Time to get comfortable. Take off your jeans so you can relax. Who, who relaxes in jeans? Put on a nice silk robe. Pour a glass of your finest vino. Light some candles. Some incense. Spray some perfumes. Oh, yes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Perfect, Wally. Oh, thank you, guys. Great job. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. (laughs) Well, 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 well. Well, well, well. Look, there's not a lot to really talk about this week other than the Schumacher Netflix docker, which we've already covered off over the weekend. Nothing has happened. Oh, sorry, what was that? Aston Martin confirmed their two drivers. Yeah, we know that's going to fucking happen, mate. Oh, whoop Oh, they're signing Seb Vettel? Oh, my gosh. They're signing a really experienced guy who's got on the podium a couple of times before heading into a new season with new regulations. You, you want the four-time world champ there? Oh my god, they're signing Lance Stroll? Really? Really? His dad's Lawrence Stroll. Cash is king. Mr. Cash is king himself. Now, he is their young, youthful driver. He is the one they want to build up. But let's not, folks, speaking of 2022. So I'm not going to cover that because we talked about it about a month ago as if it was already locked in. I think, really, we're still just waiting on Giovinazzi's seat. That, is that the last one, the Alpha Tauri there? But... We have gotten a sneak peek at the calendar for 2022. Now, this is the way too early calendar. The draft of what they want to do for next season. There's a couple of surprises. I'll, I'll be honest. But to but to be even more honest, to, to have a really good look at it, 
I'm actually pretty happy with how it turns out. You know, we're going to start off in Bahrain. Nothing wrong with that. They seem to know what they're doing. Australia, you're not starting us off anymore. And you know what? I'm fine with it because I'm a little bit... I mean, they've made the changes at Albert Park now. We're still going to be on the calendar, my Australian brothers. But, yeah, we're not opening. Bahrain have proven themselves. They know what they're doing. We usually There's usually testing there as well. So it's going to be a fairly smooth transition. And with everything the way it is in the world right now, why not? And, and to be honest, like other than Roman Grosjean trying to light himself on fire, it's been a pretty entertaining circuit. The Sakir circuit there, the standard one, whatever that's called, it's, it's not bad. So not a bad place to start. Number two, Saudi Arabia. Now the Jeddah street circuit. See, we don't even know what this is like, but they're going to do a little back-to-back to open us up. That's what I want to focus on. Not the fact that whether or not Jeddah will be good or not, we don't know. It's got the most turns ever, even though most of those turns are like straights, flat outs. I'm a, I'm a little bit excited. I mean, I'm not a big fan of, of where it is, but, you know, they're trying something new. Gotta give it to them. But, we're starting off with back-to-back. Now, what pissed me off more than anything this year was we had that one race in Bahrain, then we had to wait another three weeks until Imola. Now we're going back to back. Bahrain straight into Saudi Arabia. Bang, if you don't mind. So March 20th, March 27th. Then, have a week off. Because we're heading down. Down under, baby. Going to Australia, heading down to Melbourne there for the Australian Grand Prix, which I don't mind. I don't mind that sort of time frame. Um, I just think, you know, if we put it at bookend of the calendar, well, especially at the start of the calendar, You've really got to then have that gap afterwards. You don't want to have a race and all of a sudden do nothing for two weeks. We're all excited. Get us at our most excited. So Australian Grand Prix on the 10th of April. And then it's a week off before we head to China. Now that's going to be a risky one. Because both China and Australia have had issues with the COVID. All right, we're all getting vaxxed. Very slowly here in Australia, but it's all happening now. So we should be fine. I don't know what it's like in China. I still think a lot of people are nervous. But... 24th of April, you're booked in there. But this is where we get really exciting. Well, essentially, hey, if you look at it like this, because what's penciled in is Miami. We're heading over to Miami. Ooh, damn. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean, USA know how to build. You guys over in the States know how to build these huge venues. Please don't fuck it up with the Miami Grand Prix. Is it, I don't even know, is it called the Miami Grand Prix? Because I know you've got the United States Grand Prix, which is going to be in Austin uh, again at the end of that year. So you're going to have two Grand Prix in the US next year, which I don't mind. You guys seem to know what you're doing with them. The only thing that sucks for me is the time zone. Um, having to wake up super early to watch them. But you guys have to uh, also suffer when watching them anyway. Um, the uh, European leg. So, you know, it all makes sense. So, Miami on the 8th. That's going to be four. Essentially, four new races. Well, four, two of which we haven't seen for a few years. Saudi Arabia is a brand new circuit. Miami's going to be brand spanking new. Bahrain's a banger. We've got potentially five bangers? Bit of bangers and mash to start the season, if you don't mind. Must be very nice indeed. May 22nd, we head over to Spain. 
Barcelona to Catalonia. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of it, but what I am a big fan of is then going back-to-back back with Monaco on May 29th. Now, the way they've done this is they've shortened the Monaco weekend because I keep forgetting that the Thursday is the first practice. So with them shortening up the weekend, that means they can do a back-to-back there, go straight from Spain to Monaco. It's not a big distance. Then we're going to have ourselves a week off before we go to Azerbaijan. Now, back-to-back street circuits, you know how I feel about that. Gets me a little nervous. But, hey, I'll admit when I was wrong, Baku. Woo! Woo-wee! Oh, boy. That got my uh, got my plums tingling right there. Ooh. Yeah, that blood flow. Mm, just went from six to midnight. Now, this is my concern. We're going from Azerbaijan. We're going from Baku on the 12th of June to another Grand Prix straight after. The 19th of June. That's Canada. I'm sorry, have you guys looked at a world map? You want to travel from the 12th of June from Baku Alright, to the Canadian Grand Prix in a week. 9,000 kilometers you want to travel. Next up after that, we're going to Great Britain. Silverstone. Have another week off in between Canada and the GBGP. Great Britain Grand Prix. Now, this is our first triple header we're going to see of the year so far. It's going to be Great Britain there, followed up by Austria. But instead of going back-to-back with Austria, no, 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 we're going to go to France. Or Imola. Ooh, okay, what have you done there? Okay. I mean, the problem though, Imola's not that exciting. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for this because, I mean, yes, this year was exciting. And yes, last year wasn't. So which one are we going to take? This year... The reason it was exciting was rain. Uh, Russell and Bottas got into a scrap. Hamilton went off the track, reversed back on. Norris nearly got a pole position, but you know went a little bit too wide. Track limits. So uh, I don't, I don't know. But having said that, France, you can fuck off anyway. The Paul Paul Ricard, John Luke Ricard, boldly go where no man went before. That circuit is an eyesore. It hurts my head. Gives me a migraine. It can really piss off. Um. Or just redesign it. Make it look not like a piece of shit. It's not that hard. But anyway, that's the first triple header. I don't hate it. Not a lot of travel. It's Europe. They can do it. Then we're going to Hungary. And that's going to be the back end of the first leg sort of thing. If you know what I'm saying. Alright, that's the last race before the summer break. 31st of July. Hungary. Hungarian Grand Prix. I... Don't mind it. I'm not a massive fan of the Hungarian Grand Prix, even though we got one of the races of the year this year, thanks to Bottas. Hopefully he can do his magic next year and take out half the grid as well. That's the first half. I mean, I'm really excited. I'm actually more excited for that sort of Australia-China-Miami sort of sort of run there. I think that's going to be really super exciting to see Australia with the new layout. And I know it's not like a massive change, but to change those chicanes the way they have, it's going to encourage a lot more overtaking. China, haven't been there for a while, would love to go back. And Miami, brand new circuit, always excited for a new circuit, gets me all tingly. Is it going to be half decent or will they make it fucking woeful? 
don't know. I'm excited. And Saudi Arabia too, before that. I I mean, we're going to find out later this year if that's any good. Bahrain's been good. So those first five, six races. Woo. Woo. Damn. Mm. Like I was just watching the porn. And the guy just woke up. Because my uh, dishwasher needed some plumbing services. He came to unclog it. Am, am I going to have sex with the plumber? Probably. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Summer break. This is where Daniel Ricciardo's been shipped for six months. Goes on a summer holiday. Comes back and he's the greatest driver ever. We're going to start off in Belgium again, just like we did this year. Very happy with that on the 28th of August. Then over to the Dutch Grand Prix. Then Monza. That's your next triple header. Back to back to back. So we're going to finish on a triple header. Then Hungary. Then start with a triple header. Don't hate that one bit. And I'm happy with all three of those tracks. They've all proven to be great this year. Even, hey, we're all shitting on Belgium because of the way the race was. But was that not an entertaining fucking weekend? Oh my God, I loved it. Monza, you can do your thing. I love what you do. Last three race winners there. Charles Leclerc, Pierre Gasly, and now Daniel. Big dick Rick. Now we're off to Sochi. For fuck's sake. Russian Grand Prix is going to be in there. Then it's either Singapore back-to-back with a Singapore or Turkey. That's going to be interesting to see what they go with there because they want to do a triple header from Russia to either Singapore or Turkey and then to Japan. Suzuka circuit. Now, if you're going from Singapore to Japan, no problem. But Russia to Turkey, no problem. But Turkey to Japan or Russia to Singapore? I mean, that's annoying in a triple header. Ooh, that's going to suck. But, I mean, I would love to see Singapore back out there. Turkey, yeah, I could take it or leave it. If it's raining, then yes, hell yeah, get us back there. See Lance Stroll qualify on pole and then stuff up in the race. Then we're moving on, like I said, to Japan on the 9th of October. Then a bit of a gap as we head over to the U.S., for the Circuit of the Americas in Austin for the United States Grand Prix on the 23rd of October, followed up by Mexico. Then a little bit of a break. Brazil, Interlagos, I presume. I think they've halted building at that Pau Saulo. Um, at the new circuit there, wherever that was. And then finishing off in Abu Dhabi. A little back-to-back to finish off too, which I'm happy about because I do not want it dragging... On. I don't want to be like because if we've if we've finalised what's happening in Brazil, and then we've got to wait two weeks to then go to Abu Dhabi, ah, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. But it's going to be back to back bangers. Hopefully Abu Dhabi. I know they're I know they're sort of tweaking the circuit a bit because it's been pretty fucking boring. But it's all wrapping up the season on the 20th of November, starting 20th of March, wrapping up 20th of November. I mean. I'm pretty happy with that. What's that? Eight months. 23 races. Three back-to-back-to-backs. Ooh. Damn. A lot of travel. Azerbaijan to Canada. In a week. Ooh, damn. But, I mean, I just... I want to... I mean, I think this will change. I don't think this is going to stay the same at all. But I want to know what you guys think. Do you like the look of the, the 2022 calendar? I mean, all my hatred towards some of these tracks could change with the new regulations, the new cars. But I just think the travel 
uh, might might not be the easiest way they've done it. Logistically, it doesn't make too much sense to go from Azerbaijan to Canada. Um, but hey, I mean, it's still going to be entertaining. Everyone's going to have to do it. So it's not like it's going to favor one team over another. What do you guys think? Let me know on the socials at Park It In My Ferme, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, Graham. Slide the DMs. Let me know. I, I love when you guys reach out. Honestly, it, it really it's the highlight of my day. I've had so many of you just slide into those DMs and I love it. I, you send me memes. You tell me what you think of the Schumacher doco. We have a great back and forth. I, I will always try my hardest to respond to you guys if you reach out. So I really do appreciate that, especially on Instagram. But hey, it's time for Stat of the Week. I'm a stat man, Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Oh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Ooh, I am a stat man. Here we go. I don't only have one, but two. Gorgeous, plump, juicy. Juicy, juicy statistics for you today. Hey, we're going to be talking about Mercedes-Benz today. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? Because we're going to talk about the good and the bad from them in the stat of the week. Stat number one. This is the worst start for Mercedes through the first 14 races since 2013. Yeah? Don't believe me? 2013, they had three three wins in the first 14 races. 2014, 10. 2015, 11. 2016, 13 of the first 14 races. 2017, 9. 2018, 6. 2019, 10. 2020, 12. Now 2021, only four wins in the first 14 races. More Mercedes stats? They're the only ones to have ever won in Russia. 108 years. No other team has even has even won there. Since 1913, Mercedes have never lost winning. In 1913 and 1914, yes, there may have been a little bit of a break, but since 2014, they've never lost. Is this going to be the first time they lose? No, it's not, because um, Bottas and Hamilton will win one time. But how's that for your stat of the week? He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> Copy box. Uh, cannot, cannot explain here. Copy box now, box. Now it's time to look at a man. A man whose journey began long ago when he was finding beauties throughout Bahrain. Let's look back at the first time we ever had Crofty and his love file.
You see, it was a windy night that night. Gusts howling like the V10 down the straight at Silverstone. I sipped on my Midori. Ted Kravitz used to make fun of me for drinking it, but every now and then when I crossed to him in the pit lane, you can often hear the tingle in his throat. The tingle of delight and thirst satisfaction. The tingle that only a double Midori on ice can give you. I look out my office window to the bustling, busy, bad streets below. The streets busier than the pit lane when a safety car is deployed. And just like the streets below, my mind was a mess. Because I was in love, you see. It was with a girl I saw in the crowd at Bahrain. Oh, she just finished eating a sandwich and threw the plastic wrap away, discarding it like I'm sure she would discard my heart if I ever met her. She was wearing an I Love Martin Brundle shirt. Of course she was. They all love MB. But you see, it was Crofty's turn. How was I ever going to chase down this seductive temptress? I took another sip. Then suddenly there was a knock at my door. I look over and see the silhouette of a gorgeous dame on the other side of the door. Please do come in, I said. She burst through the door like I was trying to overtake me on the inside track. Only this time, I wasn't going to defend. Just went from six to midnight, I thought to myself, as my eyes scanned her, studying every curve, straight, chicane, and all the pit entries, if you know what I mean. She wore a red dress, the kind of red that was on a brand new set of Pirelli soft tyres, but there was nothing soft about what was going on here. I looked into her eyes. It was the same girl from the track. What are the odds? It was Crofty's time to shine. Don't stuff it up. Okay, here we go. What's your name, Dollface? I asked. I didn't care what her name was. They were all just numbers to me at this point. My name is Dixie. Dixie Normus. Dixie Normus? How did you know? I replied. She looked confused just the way I like him. Dixie. What brings you to my office, I asked. I was ready for more heartache. Are you Martin Brundle? You see, I have such a crush on MB, but I don't know what he looks like. Took another sip of Midori, finishing it off. I threw the glass against the wall, breaking it into a million pieces. A million pieces like my heart. She wasn't here for me. She wanted MB. They all do. Do I lie? I looked at her again, wanting to squeeze her chesticles like I was Nikita, and I found out that Daddy just bought me an F1 seat. I bet Roman Grosjean wishes he crashed into those. The only burning he would have felt then is the burning in his loins. Well, are you Mr. Brundle? You bet your sweet ass I'm Martin Brundle. She ran at me fast like she had DRS and you know that gap was oh so close. She pressed me against the wall and started kissing me. I couldn't resist. I plucked Martin Brundle's forbidden fruit. She was mine. I reached over to the light switch and said, Well, Dixie, I guess it's lights out and away we go. That was it. That was the moment he fell in love with Dixie Normus. One of Brundle's beauties, perhaps. But Crofty didn't care. He was going to make her his. 
So find out what will happen to Dixie Normus on the next exciting episode of Crofty's Love Files. Ooh, what a show so far. We're having a bit of fun. Got a retro Crofty's Love Files. Talked about the Mercedes dominance in Russia and, of course, the uh, leaked calendar for 2022 season. But i got to tell you about something else that happened. I was walking down the street the other day and saw a homeless gentleman. He looked horrible. He honestly hadn't bathed in months. And you know what I did? I gave him a called eponymous shirt. And because you know why I'm doing that? You know why I do that? You got to give the That's right. You gotta give the people what they want, and what he wanted was to look dope and fresh. Turns out this man was going for a job interview. He wore his cold bottomless shirt. He did. Brand new beanie as well. I gave it to him. Cold nights in the streets. He went for that job interview. Just a, a local McDonald's. Two days later, not only got the interview, he's now the CEO of the company. You know why? Because I gave him that hoodie. And he looked dope. He looked fresh. When they interviewed him, he said, they said, this is what they told, this is what they told him. They said, you're the best looking candidate we've ever seen. You obviously listen to the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. So we're going to give you a chance. You've got common sense. You've got logic. That man is now a billionaire. That man's name is Mr. Ronald McDonald. And you know why it all happened? It's because I... Give the people what they want. That's it. You just got to give the people and what the people want. It's fresh new designs at affordable prices over at parkitinmyfermay.com slash merch. Parkitinmyfermay.com slash merch. Link in the description. We got beanies. We got shirts. We got hoodies. You want a mug with a retro logo on there? You want the mug with... Oh my God, I don't blame you. I want it too. What's that? Ordered another two just for myself then. Park it in my firmate.com slash merch. We've got the sizes. We've got the extra smalls all the way up to the 5X. You know why I chose the 5X? Because I want my big husky boys to be comfortable. You know why I do that? Because I give the people what they want. Oh, damn. Oh, I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there thinking, oh, well, black and white shirt's cool. That's cool. <laughs> you idiot. You're so stupid. No, no, no. We've got all the colours. You want some red? Actually, I don't I don't think we've got red. But we've got some greys. We've got a couple of dark greens, some dark blues. We're giving you all the colours that I look good in. Because I always give the people what they want. And pimpfin ain't easy. That's it, baby. Ow. I give the people what they want. Well, well, well. Okay, check a flag P9. Great work. That's not bad after Friday. Thanks. Definitely not bad after Friday. Three out of four races in the points. Not bad going, eh? Nice well done, guys. Nice Very well done. And Danny Rick, what a man. Yeah, that's a one-two for them. Nice one, well done, guys. They deserve it. And now, it's time for... Cody's. 
top five. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Time for Courtney's top five. These are the top five Formula One championship battles in F1 history, according to me. Because we are right now in the midst of a, of a fantastic clash of the titans between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. It will probably go down as one of the great battles, hopefully, all the way down to that final race. I'm excited. I mean, hey, I've looked over this list a few times. I mean, there's a lot I've omitted. Special shout out goes to Lauda and Hunt back in the day. Sebastian Vettel versus Alonso. Senna versus Prost of 1990. Personally, myself, I love the 2010 season where Vettel, Hamilton, Alonso and Weber all had a shot at the title going into the last race. I'm pretty sure. But this list isn't about the closest championships. No, 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 no. We've had a championship decided by half a point back in the day. It's about the best battles. The one where the champs come together. They collide. They take points away from each other. We've already seen it a few times this season with Hamilton and Verstappen. And there is still plenty of racing to come. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we've got... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 F1 Championship Battles number 5. Michael Schumacher versus uh, Villeneuve. God, you got to love saying that. Villeneuve. In 1997, Europe. There was only one point separating them when on lap 48, Michael Schumacher decided to take matters into his own hands. Take a listen. Villeneuve is all over him, look. He's going He's through. Oh, yes. Oh. I don't think. Help goes Michael Schumacher. That didn't work. That didn't work, Michael. You hit the wrong part of him, my friend. He purposely drove his car into Villeneuve's to cause a crash. It didn't work out, though, and Villeneuve was crowned champion. Because he did it on purpose, the FIA then disqualified him for the remainder of the season. Number four. Cody's top five. Cody's top five FI championship battles. Number four. 2007 battle between. Kimi Raikkonen, rookie Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso all came down to the last race in Brazil into Lagos. Hamilton was going to try and create history and become the first rookie driver to win the world championship. However, he had some gearbox issues sending him to the back of the grid. It was over for the Brit. Take a listen to that. Is this the end of the world championship dream for Lewis Hamilton? Kimi went on to win the race and beat out both McLarens. Take a listen to the celebrations. By my calculations, we win the championship by one point. For sure, I'm going to enjoy today and uh, probably first month, so <laughs> we see what happens, but I'm, I'm very happy. Cody's top five. Cody's top five, number three. Ayrton Senna. Alan Prost, 1989 Suzuka, Japan. Second to last race, Senna needed to get the win in order to catch Prost in the championship. The two were neck and neck throughout the race until they came together. Take a listen to Murray call that one. Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. This is what we were fearing might happen during the race. Senna was able to escape from the crash and somehow managed to go on and even win the race. But he was later disqualified for avoiding the chicane, or sorry, taking the chicane and avoiding the circuit after that crash. Prost, therefore, was crowned the champ. Take a listen to Prost celebrate leaving McLaren as he wasn't happy with Senna. He didn't want to be teammates anymore. 
to be very honest, I mean, I'm quite happy to, to leave because I think it's, uh, it becomes absolutely impossible to work with Ayrton. Cody's top five. Cody's top five F1 championship battles. Number two, Michael Schumacher's back at it again. This time with Damon Hill, Adelaide. 1994 Schumacher dominated the start of the season winning six of the first seven races but only led by a point going into the final race Damon Hill had made a huge comeback in the points and it meant that it all came down to this final race the Australian Grand Prix Schumacher led the race early and looked to be in complete control then on lap 36 Schumacher ran a little bit wide and let Damon Hill right up in it he was in line just to take him into the corner when this happened. And that looks, Schumacher's off, Schumacher's lost time, yeah. Hill goes by. Oh, out, out goes Schumacher. And although Hill went on, he suffered suspension damage from the collision and had to retire from the race, which means Michael Schumacher was crowned world champ. Take a listen to Hill after the race. A bit of a, an empty feeling, but I think I gave him a good run for his money. And uh, he certainly was feeling the pressure because uh, he ended up falling off the road. And the number one in... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 F1 Championship Battles is the 2008 season. Hamilton versus Massa. Oh, we all know it. The heartache. The despair. It was in Brazil. Final race of the season in Massa's home country. He had a great opportunity to win the championship in front of his fans. The reason... This is number one is because it literally came down to the final lap of the season on the last couple of corners to decide the championship. Massa led nicely. Oh, he got a good early start, but with the rain coming, the drivers and teams had to gamble on what tyre to go on to. And that came into the picture and Hamilton then struggled. It looked like it was all over. He only needed to finish fifth, anything lower. And Massa's got it if he went on to win. Hamilton stayed on the slicks and he was losing places in the field. Vettel passed him. Have a listen. Oh my goodness me! Vettel's taking the place and that could cost Hamilton the World Championship. Massa then went on and won the race and was crowned the champion. But that was only until Timo Glock had an issue in the Toyota and Hamilton was able to get the pass, win the title by finishing fifth and winning the title by a single point, snatching it out of Massa's hands. Take a listen to that unfold. Is that clock? Is that clock going slowly? It is, That's it's clock. Oh my goodness me, Hamilton's back in position again. Guys, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. That was so freaking close. Oh, well that was. Cody's top five. Cody's top five F1 championship battles. Well, this season, we're hopefully going to see something similar down to that last race. Something that will come down to the final lap in Abu Dhabi. The Yas Marina circuit. I hope so. Let me know what you guys think on the socials at Parker in my firm, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Did I get the list right? What what would you have swapped in and out there? I love looking at these old battles. When when the championship's close, this is when racing's exciting. And right now, just before we have these upgrades and regulations come in, racing is exciting again. You've got these two going head to head in different cars. Oh, I absolutely love it. Well, that's going to bring it to the end of episode 73. Episode 74, we're going to preview Sochi, the Russian Grand Prix. Are we even allowed to call it the Russian Grand Prix? I don't even know what the rules are. But that's going to be coming up in a couple of days' time. I'll get you ready. I'll go through session by session, break it all down. 
you guys are aware of everything that's going on as well. Hopefully some news happens because, my god, these shows are boring when nothing happens. I actually have to do some work. I've got to do it. It's not writing itself. But, guys, make sure you subscribe and follow if you haven't already on the podcast listing device of your choosing. And, of course, follow me on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.